BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, Start Today. This is Jackson, and I just wanted to say how much I appreciate y'all showing up in the community. I love seeing photos and videos of you taking on every day and striving for more. It's really incredible to be able to witness your journeys and be able to cheer you on. If you have photos or videos of you or a friend getting out there and striving for greatness, please share them with me. You can use the hashtag StartTodayJournal, or you can just DM the Start Today Instagram account directly. The photos that you share don't have to have anything to do with the journal, just anything that you're working to achieve, we'd love to see. Your stories are inspiring, and I'd love to share them with the rest of the community. That's hashtag StartTodayJournal, or you can just DM the account directly. Hi, it's Rachel Hollis, and this is the Start Today podcast. The Start Today community are people from every walk of life all around the world, but we all have one important thing in common. We're all trying to become a better version of ourselves. This is a community of dreamers and doers. This is a cohort of learners and leaders. This is a space where we celebrate trying again, learning from failure, and rooting each other on. We believe that when you start each day with gratitude and intention, you can produce incredible results. Start today this way. Welcome to a new episode of the Start Today podcast, and I'm glad you're here. I'm so glad you're here. I'm glad I'm here. You're going to hear my voice still sounds a little funny. I'm coming back online after being really sick for a couple of weeks, and uh, I still have to hit mute every now and again to cough a lot, but I want to be here and I want to get back to work. I don't know about any of you, but I'm not very good at being sick. And I had um, a lot of downtime in bed. Of course, I kept, you know, watching YouTube videos and I took some online courses because I'm just not very good at completely stopping everything. But uh, I'm back. And because I haven't been able to talk to you guys or share with you guys. I've got some really cool ideas that I've been dreaming up over these weeks as I've been trying to get better. So I'm really pumped. I started making notes for today's episode and I got so excited. It became like a much bigger thing. So today we're going to talk about leadership. We are going to talk about leadership. And I got so excited about this topic for you guys that I decided to make it a longer expanded episode on RHP. So keep your eyes peeled for that. You'll probably see it here in a few weeks. But for today, I want to have just like, let's get us ruminating. Let's get us started in this conversation about what it means to be a leader and why you, yes, you, whoever you are, wherever you are listening to this episode, you are a leader. Whether you like it or not, you are a leader. So today is the day, if you haven't ever, that we're going to step into that word, that we're going to claim what it is, that we're going to own the fact 
that we have influence on people in our life, that we're a leader to people in our life. Let's take ownership of that and let's aim to be exceptional leaders, not just begrudging leaders, not just we sort of got put into this position, but if we're going to have this influence, let's influence in the right way. So that's what I want to talk about today. But before we get to that, I would like to start today's episode with a little gratitude. That is how we start today. Literally, we start with gratitude and then we move into goals. Big exciting news is that I am utilizing the prototype of the new Start Today journal for my notes today and my gratitude today. So this is a huge deal. This is the first time that I've gotten to test it out. We've been working on the new journal for months and months, but one of the really very weird but very specific things that I care about in this new journal is the paperweight. And I'm so glad that I'm being this tedious about it because it's something that I've always wanted to change in the original journal was the weight of the paper. Maybe you have never thought about this in a journal before, but I really like a very light paper. So there's all sorts of things you have to do to figure that out. You got to test a bunch of different papers. And not only do I like a light paper, but it's also really important to me to use bamboo paper because it's better for the world. You're not cutting down any trees. So it's just taken a while, but I am now on my first prototype. So we're going to test it for a minute. We're going to see how it goes. And then when it's ready, we're going to go to print. But I wanted to tell you one of the things that I wrote down in my gratitude list this morning that I am really grateful for, and that is Halloween music. Okay, silly, and maybe you're like, what? Who cares? Y'all, if you don't know this about me, I absolutely love Halloween. It's one of my favorite holidays. My house right now is decked. The front porch is so decked out. I keep adding to it. The kids come home from school. They're like, oh, calm down, lady. Nobody cares. <laughs> I'm like, I care. We're getting giant spiders. We need more. Okay, where's some pumpkins? Let's add that. Is there a black cat that we can? Yep, uh-huh. Let's do that too. We got it all. It's all going on out there. But I don't know why it hadn't occurred to me to listen to Halloween music yet. And then thank you, Spotify. This morning, Spotify was like, hey, I know you're listening to Bob Marley and the Wailers, but do you feel like maybe instead you should be listening to this Halloween playlist? You don't even understand, you guys. You do not even understand how happy this made me. Oh, let's go. Let's go with some Monster Mash. Let's go with the soundtrack from Nightmare Before Christmas. Let's go with the Ghostbusters theme song. Yeah, you guys are getting this just a couple days before Halloween. So maybe this is your reminder that you also want to go listen to a Halloween playlist because I think it's going to make your hearts happy. That was on my gratitude list this morning. And perhaps you're like, Rach, I thought our gratitude list was meant to be for bigger things. No, in fact, if you went through my gratitude list over the last decade, you would find that the more that I do this work and the more that I commit to a gratitude practice and the more it became part of my life, the smaller the pieces of gratitude are. There are things that happen within the last 24 hours that I notice that make me happy, that give me joy. And I really, without sounding so over the top right now, I really do think that this is the key to happiness in life. 
I think that the key to happiness in life is not expecting. It's kind of a weird space to hold. And I don't know if I can even describe this very well because it's not something I've heard a lot of other people talk about, but I live my life in a way that has ultimate faith that I can see the future that I am creating for myself and my family. And I believe with every fiber of my being that that is the future that I'm headed toward. But a big part of manifesting, if you study manifesting at all, is that you don't hold it tightly, that you sort of release your grip on it, that you don't try and control when something happens. You just set your heart and your intention and your work toward a specific area. I really do feel like I am a very happy person because I know where I'm going. I've got my North Star, but I don't expect. I don't go through my day expecting kind of anything. I'm very content. And because I don't have an expectation, because I'm not going through life expecting to get something back or expecting something to happen, I just get so much joy out of these little tiny things. I read this quote recently by Charlie Munger that said he was he was responding to people who say that humans are motivated by greed. Humans are greedy. And he said, humans aren't motivated by greed. Humans are motivated by envy. And that really hit me. I feel like that's something since the invention of social media for sure, that there's so much envy now. And we don't even know that that's what it is. We don't even know that that's the emotion that's being drummed up when we see someone else's life, when we see her fabulous outfit, when we see that her hair looks great or his six-pack abs, or we see something that the core emotion we feel is envy. And that envy makes us greedy, makes us think that we have to achieve that, have to get that, have to have that in our own life. And that pursuit of more, more, I need more, I've got to have the new car, I've got to have this bag, I've got to have this thing, and that's what's going to make me happy. Certainly, there are nice things to have. I got a brand new pair of Uggs. Uh, Like, you guys, I don't even know what these are called. But those Uggs that are so popular right now, they look kind of like house shoes. But they're, uh, I mean, they're delicious. My feet are so warm, they make me happy every time I put them on. But I didn't need that to be happy. And that's where we get this thing twisted. That's where we get confused And the world tricks us into believing that we need to acquire more in order to be better. The only thing we're ever going to need is already within us. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. 
The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. When you take on your gratitude practice, even if all the things I said didn't make a ton of sense to you, when you take on your gratitude practice, consider what it looks like to notice the little things, the Halloween music, the great cup of coffee. I go on a lot of walks now. I haven't been walking a ton over the last couple of weeks, but I got to go on a walk this morning. I was very grateful for that. Didn't get to do my full 10,000 steps. I don't quite have that much energy. But on my walk this morning in the neighborhood, I saw all the dogs, one of my favorites. Saw a really sweet pit bull that I was just like, love and awe. I could just see in her eyes, like she locked eyes with me and she was like, I need you to pet me. And I was like, I need to pet you. And then we became best friends. It's the little stuff. If your gratitude practice is looking for big, grandiose things, you have too much expectation. And when our expectations are too high, we're bound to be disappointed. I expect a lot of myself. I have high standards for how I show up in this world, but I don't have high expectations of how the world shows up for me. And I think that's made a huge heap of difference. I went off on a bit of a tangent. I hope you guys can handle that on this Monday morning. Thank you for listening. It's probably the cough medicine still running through my veins, but I did promise that we would have a conversation today about leadership. And like I said, I'm going to do a deep dive on this on RHP because I thought of a bunch of characteristics that I really think great leaders have and that are 100% characteristics that you and I can continue to develop over the course of our life. I went to a conference years ago and there was this joke like nobody gives birth and the doctor's like, oh, it's a leader. You know, leadership is something that you work on and something you grow into. Many of us think that we can't be leaders because we aren't already leaders. And that's another one of those lies that holds us back, especially if you are a woman. That is a very specific gender ideology that's been put on us, many of us, since we were little girls. There was a ton of research on this five, 10 years ago about how when a little boy is being assertive, they tell him he's being a strong leader. And when a little girl is being assertive, they tell her she's being bossy. So as you consider the idea that you are a leader and maybe you haven't ever settled into that mantle before, consider maybe some of the language or some of the narrative or some of the story that was put on you when you were little about how you were showing up. I know I am not the only person who people tried to put into a box. They wanted me to be small. They wanted me to be quiet. They wanted me to be seen and not heard. They wanted me to be pretty. They wanted me to be polite. There were all these rules about what it was to be a, quote, good girl. And that stuff does not leave us easily. That's the kind of thing that you accidentally bring with you into your real adult life and then wonder why you struggle so much to have confidence in a leadership role. So let's just start with this. Let's start with one of my favorite baselines, which is what is the definition of a leader? Because maybe you hear that and you're like, I'm not a leader. No, no. 
A leader, by definition, is someone who leads a group of people. How many of you are parents? How many of you are stay-at-home mamas? Or you're maybe working part-time and you're taking care of the kids. How many of you are raising kids and have never thought of yourself as a leader? Meanwhile, you're doing the most important leadership of your life, which is trying to teach another human being how to be a human being. How many of you have a core friend group where you have a ton of influence on your friends? How we show up, how we talk. Maybe your friends look to you for an area that you're really good at. Oh, what should I wear to this? Or, hey, what's your favorite restaurant in Koreatown? Or I'm having this issue with my mom. Like, how do I talk to her through that? Every friend group has different friends who excel in different ways. What are the things that people are already looking to you for because they see you as a leader in that area, even if you don't see yourself like that? When I was very early in my entrepreneurial career and it was time to hire my first employee, I didn't think about any of this stuff. I didn't think about reading books or listening to podcasts or going to a conference. I didn't think about any of the things I now would look to to help me become better in this area. I didn't have a mentor that I could turn to. I literally was just like, how do I get someone in here to help me with this little business that I'm trying to grow? For many of us, we accidentally fall into a leadership role. You know, you're working as a barista and then you get promoted to manager. And you got promoted to manager because you were really great as an employee and you know where everything is and you were always organized and you followed the process. So many people get put into a leadership role and have no idea how to lead other people well. What I want to specifically share with you today is the one characteristic, I'm going to give you a little sneak peek of what I'm going to talk about in the RHP episode. It's the one characteristic of leadership that I didn't see come up in any of my research. So when I want to do an episode for Rachel Hall's podcast, if it's not something that I have taught on a ton before, I will typically go do research and kind of see what else is out there. What else have other people talked about or what do they share? And if you research leadership, there's a million different directions that you can head in. And I started to see some themes and some characteristics that I really identify with and thought, yep, I agree. I think that's one of them. And here's how I'm going to take that direction and spin it to make it my own. Here's how I'm going to do this thing. But what I found so funny was that the characteristic that I actually think is most essential in a great leader was not in any of the research I can find. And that kind of thing makes me feel high. Like I get so excited by that idea because when I really know in my heart that something is essential, but I'm not seeing it pop up in anyone else's list, I feel like this is where we have an opportunity to shift culture. This is where you and I can change the way that we lead other people, that we lead our children, that we lead members of our faith community, that we lead whoever. If we make this shift, 
because we are influencing other people, that shift has trickle effects. So here's the thing that I didn't see show up on any list, but for me is crucial. Man, woman, child, teenager, I don't care who you are. If you are not doing this thing as a leader, I don't think you can be a great leader. It's taking care of yourself. Now, don't roll your eyes at me and don't be like, oh, my, here she comes back to the same central point. No, no, just hear me out for a second. Hear me out. I know I talk a ton about taking care of yourself, moving your body, drinking your water. That's not what I'm going to talk about. You know those things. I've said them to you a million times before. I'm sure you've read them and seen them in other places. And don't worry, I'll bring them back again. I don't want to push for what you should be doing to take care of yourself. What I want to talk about today is why it matters. Why it matters. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Number one, taking care of yourself as a leader matters on the most basic level because y'all, you cannot pour out from an empty cup. I am living proof of this right now. I am one of the healthiest girls you know. Uh, If you have hung out with me for two minutes and you don't know this yet, I care deeply about taking care of myself. It is a massive, it is the foundation of my life. And here's the joke. I never get sick. Never. It's my mantra. It's my motto. I live by it. I thrive. I have energy. I do all the things. I never get sick except for the last three weeks when I had a bronchial infection so bad. No joke. This is so embarrassing, but this is so real. I, I was I sent a voice memo to my girl Rosie, and I was we were both laughing about this. I had to put on period panties. You know period panties that absorb it when if you bleed? I had to put on period panties because I was coughing so hard I kept peeing my pants. That is a true – I have – I don't think I have ever had a cough as bad as I have had the last few weeks. And it's finally – I've again, I've paused this episode recording 20 times to cough, but that's better than it was. I couldn't even speak last week. Because if I talked at all, I would start hacking. And because I have been so sick, even though I never get sick, because I have been so sick, I had to cancel the last two shows on my tour. First, I postponed it for a week because I thought that I would be better. And I was so disappointed. I was crying. And I've never canceled any speaking gig in my life. I've never done that. And I was like, if I could just move it by a week, I'll be all better. I'll be back to good. So I had to move it by a week. And then I moved it and I was like, I'm still not okay. And I cannot, it's like, in this instance, I could record this for you because I can hit mute whenever I'm coughing and the guys can edit it out for me. But if I'm on stage for two hours trying to pump you up, trying to be a strong leader for you, and I'm too ill to get through it and you're having to listen to me cough, what a horrible experience for the audience. 
who like has paid their money, gotten a babysitter. Some people traveling, had to cancel travel. Like I was so devastated. But at the same time, I'd rather you just get your money back and not get a crappy night from me than have an interaction that is less than the audience deserves. I am living in real time. Health is wealth. If your health is not on point, you can't lead. You can't even work. And this was obviously a really extreme example, but we encounter this in nuanced ways throughout everyday life. When you didn't get enough sleep last night and you're grouchy, when you haven't eaten and you're hangry, when your hormones are unbalanced and you're going into the week of your period and you're just a monster to your family or you're so overwhelmed you can't make good decisions at work, there's all sorts of things that we can do to take care of ourselves. And we take care of ourselves not because of how we want to look, but because of how we want to feel. The number one reason I think this is a main characteristic of being a good leader is because leaders are inspiring. Leaders are whose behavior we model. And this is especially true for our kids. Kids don't do what you say. They watch what you do. They watch what you do. So if you're over there encouraging them to be healthy, take your vitamins, go to sleep on time, do these things, and you're not doing the same, it's never going to land. You need that vibrancy. You need to be strong. You need to take care of yourself in order to perform at the highest levels. The leader doesn't have to have all the answers But the leader has to be willing to figure out the answers or find other people in the community who can help you figure out the answers. That's what a leader has to do. And you can't do that if you can't think straight. You can't do that if you have no energy. You can't do that if you're abusing caffeine to make it through the day. Or you can't do it long term, right? You can't sort of get to the other side of pushing yourself for six months really intensely and then get totally burnt out. Maybe like me, you get sick, you're doing all, and then you just wait until you're better again and burn the candle at both ends until it's too late and it's a repetitive cycle over and over and over. How many instances of burnout do we need to experience before we get off the crazy train? Leaders take care of themselves. And I mean that on every single level. One of my favorite conversations I've ever heard about leadership was years ago at a Tony Robbins conference when he said this quote that I have repeated a ton, but if you've never heard it, I really want you to take this in right now. All of the problems in your family. You're like, oh, we're going there. Yep. mm -hmm. Just just hang with me for a second. All the problems in your family, all of the problems in your relationship, all of the problems in a workplace, in a business, in a church, in a synagogue, in a you name it, all of the problems are the result of the psychology of the leader. 
Okay. I hope someone's mind just got blown. But if it didn't, let's take a deeper dive. All of the problems in a group are the results of the psychology of the people at the top. Period. Either because the person in charge, whatever that looks like in whatever scenario you're imagining right now, the person in charge doesn't have the information that they need to make good choices. Maybe they don't have the emotional understanding. Maybe they don't have the spiritual integrity. Maybe they don't have the skills. Maybe they don't have the knowledge. But either way, it is the psychology of that person not having the information that they need or refusing to bring in someone who does have that information who can help. All of the problems end up being the psychology at the top. And in our own life, we are the psycho. We're the one at the top of our own life. It's us. Let's get some Tay Tay in here to remind us it's me. I'm the problem. It's me. And it can be really discouraging to understand that you are the problem. But if you are the problem, you are also the solution. So when I say that you have to be healthy and that that is foundational towards leadership, it's because you won't have the energy you need to be the leader you want to be. It's because you won't have the emotional, the spiritual, the psychological insight that you need because you haven't done your therapy, you haven't done your work, you haven't done your evolution. And it's because as a leader, people are looking at us. And in this community, in, in Start Today, we are not perfect. Not one of us is perfect, and we freaking own that. We own our imperfections, right? But we also own the fact that if we are going to influence others and if we're going to lead out in something, we're going to lead out authentically. We're going to be true. We're going to be real. We're going to show up as our whole self. And showing up real and authentically means that other people can see you modeling the behavior that you keep preaching. They literally can see you practice what you preach. So I promise I'm going to take a deeper dive because I've got a bunch of other characteristics that I think are really essential, like I said. But for right now, I just want you to sit with this one. I, I would love us as a community to ask ourselves, are we showing up for ourselves? Are we taking care of ourselves the way that we need to so that we can take care of others? Now, it just so happens that tomorrow's episode of RHP is 17 ways to take better care of yourself. 17 ways to take better care of yourself. Yeah, I came up with a really long list. And it's not like the stuff you've heard 10 million times. Some of them are, yes, move your body because I'm never going to stop talking about that. But there's a bunch of other stuff that hopefully will give you some good ideas for how you can implement more self-care, more health, more vitality into your life. Because what I would love us to own is that self-care is not a single action that you take sometimes. Self-care is a lifestyle. Self-care is you believing that you are worth investing time and energy into so that you can be the best version of you. All right, my friends, I hope you got something out of today's Start Today episode. 
I would so appreciate it if you are still here and you listen to this and you dug it. Would you share with someone else? Will you share the Start Today Instagram with them? Will you share this episode with them and say, hey, I, I think maybe this might be helpful to you too. This will always be available for you guys for free. And the only thing I ask in return is if you just help us to grow the community of leaders. Yeah. Thanks for hanging out. I am grateful to be in this space with you. I'll be back soon with more conversation and hopefully a normal voice. And until then, as always, I love you and I'm rooting for you. The Start Today podcast is hosted and produced by Rachel Hollis. Executive produced by Jack Noble. Audio editing by Andrew Weller. It is part of the 3% Chance Network.